I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Moises Linares is my guest today. He covers the team for Telemundo. How are you today, Moises? Douglas, what's going on, man? It's a privilege. I feel honored to be part of the show. I've seen a lot of great talent, a lot of great journalists who cover the Washington football team uh, pass by your show. So, hey, uh, right after the season ends, I get the invitation. I'm more than glad to join. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I stumbled onto you later. We'd have had you on sooner. Uh, now, it's interesting how these things work because we actually have had this scheduled for a couple of weeks. But um, your call for the Heineke touchdown blew up yesterday, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I was not expecting that. Usually I share the stuff that I do, but I guess it's been getting more traction as of late. I've been calling the games for three years now, so I think people are starting to notice. It's just proof that sometimes it takes time, right? You have to be patient. For me, it's more about people knowing that there is a broadcast in a different language for Spanish speakers who are probably still learning the game or wanna or wanna listen to another option. We have a lot of people in the DMV that speak more than one language. Absolutely, because I, I, frankly, I didn't know um, until I was out looking for talent to come on the show and help me talk about the team. Uh, so I thought I think that's great. And to your point that you made right there, I didn't even really think about it that way, but. I'm sure there's a, a large contingency of, of folks from Latin and Central America that are coming to the States that aren't U.S. football fans when they got here. So I, I didn't even think about the idea of them learning the game as they uh, go along. No, that's crazy because there's a large demographic in the DMV of fans who were born in the U.S. from parents who immigrated or came to the U.S. back in the 70s and back in the 80s because of conflicts in their countries or because of wars in Central America. So a lot of these guys, you know, now they're adults who grew up here, who were born here, watch NFL, watch baseball, watch uh, basketball. So they're true fans of the game. There's an interesting uh, nugget that I want to throw out there. And a shout out to to my friends at uh, Lot E42. If you ever go to FedEx Field, and you walk around the stadium. If you go to E42, it's, this big, it's the biggest Spanish party you're going to see. DJs, music, dancing, food. So it's very interesting for people not to know that. But nowadays with social media, especially now, I think we're able to talk more about the stuff we do because we're all connecting through, through the social media platforms. Right, for sure. Uh, I see those uh, beautiful statues behind you. Congratulations are in order. Uh, an Emmy this year for sports casting, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yes. I got an Emmy uh, for 2020 or for 2019, and they they usually give you the Emmy if you win it. You get it about six months after you submit an entry. So the Emmys for 2021 were just now. Uh, if you have work you think is worthy of being nominated or looked at for that year for for what would be 2020, which would be a difficult year because of uh, the pandemic, you submit it right now, and then they'll let you know if you're nominated around May, and then they announce the winners around July, I think. Okay, all right. And uh, how heavy is that joker back there? 
it's 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 a, it has a good weight. It has a good feel, you know, when you get it. I've been fortunate enough to to been able to collect a few throughout the year, so I I feel lucky. I feel blessed to to be able to say that you know I, I have more than one. It's been a lot of hard hard work, but that's what we're supposed to do. That's just the recognition of the work we do. I don't think it really means anything. The first time you win, you do get excited. You get you know you're happy, but at the end of the day, you're just doing your job. And when you do your job, you know people are gonna acknowledge the work you do for example that call i feel like that's just my job i'm not looking for the call that's going to go viral or that people are going to say hey who's that all i did was like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna give it everything that i got i'm gonna give this team 200 effort and when washington scores i need the fans to know that you know we we're trying to do the best work we can to make them happy to make them feel proud of their team and we haven't had a lot of those moments here in dc I mean, I've been here in Washington, D.C. from Los Angeles for the past eight years. And I, I can tell you that I can count the, the happy memories with, with my fingers. Uh, yeah, there, there haven't been a whole lot of them. There's no doubt about that. Now, on your, uh, on your Twitter page, I saw the header or the banner, whatever you want to call it up there, was you interviewing a, uh, a Caps player. So now that football is over, you roll right into hockey and basketball. Oh, and yeah, baseball. definitely. Okay. Yeah, I, I cover everything. And when I when I came on board to the NBC Washington team, because I'm also part of that team, right. more as a contributor than an anchor, because there, there's some changes coming are happening right now. But but yeah, I, I cover I've had the opportunity to to be part of that Stanley Cup run. I was in Vegas covering the team for both stations. So with uh, along alongside Sherry Burris, who who's now in New York City. So um, I have, I've had that opportunity to cover the Capitals, to cover uh, the Nationals, and who else? DC United, of course, and all the DMV teams. So I'm very pro. I mean, I try to focus on our teams. I know there's a lot of sports going on or happening around the country, but for us, like the main focus is like, hey, these are our teams. Nobody knows these teams better than we do. So this is what we do on a daily basis. Now, not only when they do something incredible, or when they win a big game. We're there when they win, lose, tie, it doesn't matter. We're always covering these teams. We're getting to know the players, and it's a, it's a blessing. It sucks because of the pandemic. Things have changed. We're not in front of the players. We're not in the locker room. We're not, you know, that media day hasn't happened since uh, last year. So it sucks, but hopefully things get back to normal soon. Now, I get to tend to listen or watch uh, to most of the pressers. Are you in on those? Do you plan on being in? Because I, I haven't recalled hearing you ask questions. So I'm, I'm curious if you plan For on... the Washington football team? Yeah. I try to be on as many pressers as I can. I'm usually on a few times a week. Okay. I don't ask questions since there's only like a question per station. So Heather McDonough takes care of the questions usually. And when I want to ask something, I'll, I'll just run it by her. And I said, hey, let me ask a question. Or if I want to get an interview... It's just been so different with, with the way things are working. And we usually work hand in hand. We work together and we we are practically the same team. But if we need to do different stuff, like if I'm working on a story just for Telemundo, then I will ask the team, hey, I need to ask a separate question. Usually they accommodate us. But yeah, I'm there a couple of times. Like right now, I didn't get to hear any of the interviews. So what I do, as soon as I'm done with you, I'm going to run back all of those interviews and I'm listening. 
I'm trying to figure out if there's something different, if there's something that was said that um, that what's important. I think sometimes we cover the, we pick a soundbite right in the, in media, and we're like, this is the soundbite that we're gonna run with, and everybody starts going through that through that soundbite specifically. So what I do is I like to listen, I like to see if there's anything else you know that we we might have missed. So after this uh, interview, I'll go back and I'll listen to all the interviews before we go on the newscast today. Well, Moises, this ended up being a look back at, I'm curious if I ask you one thing about this season, what stands out to you the most? The attitude, the attitude. I think the team changed a lot in a, in a season. And for me, that's, it, it's crazy because a season is only what, 16, 17 weeks preseason, which didn't really exist this year. And it's a virtual season because a lot of the time, a lot of, uh, there was a large portion of, of the season when they had to do everything virtually, Zoom meetings or whatever platform they use. And, and you think after everything that's happened throughout the past couple of years for this team to turn it around that fast and for them to adopt that mentality that Ron Rivera brought in when nobody else was on board, let's be honest, a lot of the media wasn't on board with the fact that Dwayne Haskins was being benched, that you know, hey, we're going to go for the division. People were saying, like, are you crazy? Like, you're not going to win the division. Like, focus on next year. Let's build up this team. Let's give Dwayne Haskins all the opportunities. Well, he got his opportunities. He didn't make the most of them. And we know what happened at the end of the day. I think the fact that this team was able to overcome with so many quarterback changes is very important to, to really highlight that fact. Like, what other team has had four, four uh, quarterbacks that made the playoffs? We, we, we need to talk about that. I think that's a big issue. Like who will be the quarterback moving forward is a big question. I think we, we all have an idea. We all have like speculations and we have goals of what we want for this team. But in, in reality, that's been a position that's been a problem for Washington for more than one season. This is not something that happened this year. This has been happening for Washington. The difference is that we've never had, or for the past five years, there wasn't a defense that, that was so scary that could change the game for you. And yeah, there's portions of the game where you see the defense and they make a mental mistake. There's probably a miscommunication between a cornerback and a linebacker, and there's a big gap. Nobody's covering. We, we saw a couple of those plays in the last game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where you're just like, who's covering that guy, right? They're playing zone defense and no one's there. So little things like that. I think they're going to get better. I think we all knew that it was a difficult game to win. They had a they had a puncher's chance. They took their shot. They competed, which as a fan, I think that's what you want. You want to lose the game and you want to walk away with your head up high. We were able to do that. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. The fact that QB4, it doesn't get talked about. Not, not only was it QB4 and was taking online classes, but hadn't played in an actual regular season game, I don't think. Ever well, maybe Carolina, maybe, yeah, yeah, the Carolina game. Uh, and yeah, Haskins and um, the running back. I'm, I'm drawing a mental blank now for the running back, but this obviously wasn't a team that was totally different than what they had started the season out with. I think that's a testament to the coaching. I'm curious not to bash the man that used to be here, but I am curious as to your thoughts on some of the major differences between the team being led by Ron Rivera and the one that we watched under Jay Gruden for five years? 
I think the, the players respect more. They respect Ron Rivera a lot more. And I'm not saying they didn't respect Jay Gruden, but I think from what we were able to see, Jay Gruden was more like the, the friendly coach. He got along with some of the players. And Ron Rivera imposes respect. Like he, he likes you. You like him. But we're, this is the way we're going to do stuff. And when things were not happening, hey, you made a mistake, I think he probably spoke to the team before the season. We're not, we're not going to tolerate this or that. First mistake, you're out. And we saw that with Darius Geis. We saw that with people in the preseason. I'm shooting some blanks uh, names, but that's yeah. just like it's, it's an example of what, of what he wants this team to become. I think we had our questions after what we saw in Carolina and how far they were able to go. They went to the Super Bowl and then we're like, all right, what else can you do? And I guess he he wasn't able to find the success he wanted. But in Washington, it's a fresh start. The number one thing is that most of these guys are very young. So if they're young, that means you can kind of develop the team in, at the NFL level. They know what it's like to win at the college level. You know what it, what it is to feel or find success at that level, at that collegiate level. But when we're talking NFL, it's a whole different ballgame. And you need a guy who's going to be able to direct, right? And I think Ron Rivera has been able to do that. Under Jay Gruden, we saw moments where, where, where you know we all had questions and no answers. When you have to make the changes, are you willing to make the change? Are you willing to say, hey, it's going to be this way or it's not going to work out? And I think he's made it very clear from, from the start. Everything that happens on the field is going to be decided by Ron Rivera and nobody else. There's been lots of speculation running around through the national media that the team will be involved in a new GM search. If, if we take Ron for his word during his introductory press conference, he talked about all the young talent, as you just did. If we assign a lot of that young talent to Kyle Smith, are you surprised that there's still mention of a new man coming in to run the show? I wouldn't be surprised. I think Ron's going to really look at the situation and assess it and, and, and decide what's better for the team moving forward. I think that Kyle has been a name that's been mentioned a lot. I, I mean, it's a difficult choice. It's a difficult choice. I don't even feel like... I can answer that question. I think we have to, we can't rush that decision. It has to be taken. There's time. You don't have to do it right now. I think Ron said that he's going to start working immediately towards the next season. So that's great. But that's, that decision it, it most likely is going to be a long-term decision. So you have to make it very carefully. You have to analyze all your options and you have to really think about what's best moving forward as a unit. You know, he, whoever comes in, if it's somebody else, he's going to have to work very well with Ron Rivera and you can have any breaks like we've seen in the past of like, this is the guy that I want to bring in right now. I think we're in the honeymoon period that the Washington fans haven't experienced in a long time. So it's very nice to see, and we have to let it develop, let it evolve on its own. Don't force it as fans, as media. Sometimes we feel like we know, like we have the answer, but we don't none of, like I said, in the, like at the beginning, like nobody, thought this was possible. Nobody thought Washington was going to play meaningful games in the month of December, regardless of what happened in the division. That's not Washington's fault. Like Ron Rivera said, the division was terrible. Hey, somebody had to win it. Washington stepped up. They uh, almost laid an egg against the Eagles. But the following week, guess what? They showed you they can compete with the best teams in the NFL. Can you uh, extend that and make it a season if you bring a quarterback in if you bring a white receiver, a receiver to complement Terry McLaurin as the as the number two, 
I think yeah, the, the future looks bright. Logan Thomas, man, what a jewel. Who would have thought? We had questions. Uh, another one of those free agents they brought in was Ronald Darby. He played excellent this year. He'll be looking for a new contract. Do you think that uh, Washington will give it to him? Yeah, I think he, he I don't think he's going to be that expensive. I think he's a, he's a good guy to, to keep. Cameron Curl was the guy who surprised us the most. Incredible. Stepped up. Not only did he step up, he made a difference. And he was right there, and you're like, Cameron Curl, really? Okay. But this is what the NFL is about. You, found these, you find these guys that are hungry to compete, to, to prove to, to the rest of the world that they have what it takes, that they know the game, that all they need is a shot. And Washington this year knocked it out of the park finding these guys. Coaching, coaching staff can't get enough credit for what they did this year with guys like J.D. McKissick and, uh, and, and Thomas and Darby, guys who they pinpointed as guys that were ready to make a jump, and I, I'd say that they did for sure. Uh, another guy that will be interesting in the offseason is Brandon Sheriff. He'll be looking for a massive contract after getting an all-pro nod this year. If we assume that he's going to want somewhere around the $15 million a year that he made this year, uh, are you in the business of giving guards $75 million contracts? That's a tough question, but I think you need them. I keep them. I, give, I pay the man. Pay the man. He's proven it on the field. I think the biggest question we have with Brandon is not the fact that if he can play, if he can be all pro is the fact that if he can stay healthy throughout the entire season, that's always been the big question mark on his name, but does he deserve the money? For sure. If there's anybody on that line that deserves it right now, that's Brandon Sheriff. And I, I, I would say you got to keep him not only because of that, he's one of the leaders on that, you know, on that line. So there's no way you, you risk it and say, Hey, you know, well, next man up, we need, no matter who comes, you need good protection. That's right. It's interesting what a year does because I was not in the business of paying guards lots of money before this year, but I don't think Washington's had an all pro since Matt Turk was the uh, all pro kicker back in the early nineties. So just for the fact of that alone makes a lot of sense that they might pay him. A, uh, another guy that Washington is, is awful familiar with is Ryan Kerrigan. He'll be up for a new contract. Uh, right around $9 million a year is what he made this year. Hard to imagine that they'd be interested in paying him next year. Do you think we'll see Ryan and Burgundy and Gold next year? I don't think so. Not after we saw what we saw after the game, you know, the images of him walking around FedEx Field and, you know, pretty much taking it all in. And it looked like a goodbye to me. I think he knows that it's going to be difficult to keep him. I'm sure other teams are going to be interested he contributed a lot. The fact that he came out of off the bench and, and, you know, had sacks, important sacks during games. It's like, all right, DC has, has depth, you know, like they have guys that can perform. It would be awesome if they could keep him if he wants to stay, but he's going to want to get paid. So I'm not sure that, you know, Washington is going to, is going to keep him around. I think it's time to move forward and move on to somebody else. So uh, it sucks. He's going to be one of the all-time greats, in my opinion, for Washington football, for the team. So, I mean, the name still gets me, man. I still struggle sometimes. I have not said on the air the word, uh, the former name. I don't even want to get in trouble by saying that. <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, it's, it's I still get. I'm like, are we gonna be the Washington football team, or are we gonna? Is the team gonna change names? Do people like it? I see a lot of people say, yeah, keep it, no, change it. It's 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 good. Just because of the season and because they won the division, people forgot about that. Absolutely, and I know Jason Wright has already said that they will be the Washington football team for the entirety of next season as well. I can't imagine, I've been on record saying this several times, if they have a season next year, anywhere close to this season, first of all, I already think it's going to stay Washington football team or football club either way. Another great year. I just can't imagine that it changes. Yeah, it's, I mean, if, if they have another good season, I find it hard. I think they're just going to keep it. It's all right. I don't. I don't. I don't mind it. I think as long as you're winning, people don't care what your name is. They'll get. They'll get used to it. That's right. You'll remember. Uh, you know, keep it in. Keep it in the vault. You know, stick with the old right. name. Like keep it in your heart. Because I know a lot of people who grew up in this city, who grew up as fans of this team, are gonna. They're never gonna forget that. But moving forward, it's all about winning, baby. That's right. That's right. Uh, did Cornelius Lucas do enough at left tackle to uh, keep you from going out and getting a new left tackle next year? I like him. I think he did enough. He 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 stepped up when he had to. Sometimes last minute. Sometimes you're in. I think Cornelius Cornelius, Cornelius Lucas uh, was solid. Was solid for Washington. And you know you know you're solid when you don't mention a player's name a lot. If you're from if you're on the line if you're not mentioning his name then it's not a bad it's not a bad deal. That's right. A couple more before we let you run. I appreciate the time today. Uh, What are you doing to address the, if they asked you for your opinion, what are you doing to address the quarterback situation next year? You happy with what we got? Are you drafting or are you in the camp of making a, uh, a Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson type trade in the off season? I've been thinking about this all weekend. I think, uh, Heineke should stay as a backup, as a number two. He's a solid number two. You should get a veteran. I mean, Stafford is probably too pricey. He's going to be too expensive for Washington to, to go after. Deshaun Watson, that's a dream quarterback right there. But you're going to have to give up a lot. I mean, we're talking about multiple first-round picks. In I'd order suggest for you to get at Watson. least three. I thought two and maybe a player. Maybe give them somebody they like. Not not Chase or Monte Sweat, but somebody else. So I thought, hey, maybe you could, you know, bundle a package right there. You know, a couple of uh, first rounders. You, you, I'll give you this player. You know, one of the guys who was selected in the first round, who they've all performed pretty well. So I think that's what it's going to cost you to get a Deshaun Watson. But it's very improbable because Miami has everything to get a to get a Deshaun Watson and there's rumors that they're going to go after him and offer Tua plus, you know, some, some, some picks. So if anybody has something to give is Miami and they're pretty, they're built to, to start winning that next season. Yeah. Well, I'd suggest this team's built to start winning next season too, with a quarterback of yeah. that caliber. They'll compete. This defense to keep anybody. And and we have a couple of defensive linemen, to your point, that we're not going to be able to pay down the road with Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, yeah. Tim Settle, Matt Ioannidis. So maybe two, two first or three first, a couple thirds, and Matt Ioannidis. If, uh, if we I like Ioannidis a lot, though. It sucks I, that he I got injured. Too. Last season, 
if there was a name out there, it was Ioannidis. Last year, it was all Ioannidis. When this team was falling apart, the one who stepped up the most, in my opinion, was, was Matt Ioannidis. There was nobody else in my eyes who, who really stepped up the way he did. So it sucked to see him get injured this season, but that's right. You know, there's another guy you can offer. They, 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 uh, they, they, they were holding up pretty good without him, so that tells you something. Well, and again, they just can't afford to pay everybody. And if Tim Settle's going to continue progressing the way he has in the last two, two plus years, then, um, then they, they'll probably be able to keep him. They'll have to move one of them. Uh, Moises, let's take a quick look ahead to this cap season. What do you think the, uh, what do you think is looking like for our guys there? I'm still trying to figure out this, the changes within the season. I know that Washington starts playing uh, away four games away from Washington, D.C. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be different. You know, the fact that you're playing against teams that are in your region. Uh, I think it's uh, the times right now. I know that some players don't like to hear that, but the time to actually make a last run or one more one more run is it's it's now uh, Chara Sedano Chara like. That's a big guy. I, I never figured, you know, I've seen him with, I think I saw him with Boston and I seen him, I seen him playing. I was like, that's a big dude, but I've never realized until the caps, they share some footage and I started looking at the video and I'm like, man, this guy is huge. He makes everybody look small. It's a good, it's a good addition. So bringing this guy who has over 20 years of experience and, you know, Alex Backstrom, uh, Tom Wilson, TJ Oshie, you have guys that know what it takes to win. And I think they're hungry to make it to make it to the Stanley Cup once again. So I, I think they're going to be able to compete. They have the team. They know each other. It's a veteran team, but a team that knows what it's like to win in this league. Moises, we appreciate your time today. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate the invitation. Thank you for having me on. And uh, a big shout out to all the Washington football team fans. Uh, hopefully next season. It's a much better season, and they make a run at the Super Bowl. Can't wait. Thank you so much for your time today. All right, man, I got to run. I'll catch you later. All right, thanks. All right, brother.